If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, check out the Classic Football Shirts HQ at the Box in Hackney. Screening every World Cup match with a pop-up shop, World Cup artwork and small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of June. Tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through Eventbrite. Just search Classic Football Shirts London. This is Gareth Southgate and this is the Three Lions podcast. of this the three lions podcast my name is russell osborne slightly different feel to this recording as i'm actually on my way to stansted airport to catch a flight to kaunas in lithuania to then get a coach across the russian border to kaliningrad for the belgium game come with me and we'll get a feel of the place together here we are we've landed in kaunas we're on our way to our hostel we took off from stansted just after We'd seen Germany go out to South Korea. 2-0. Germany out for the first time was in 1938. This World Cup is really starting to turn on its head. This is anyone's now, I reckon. Right, let's go find our hostel, get our head down, and uh, onwards to Kaliningrad tomorrow morning. Morning. So we've made it to Russia. Convoy of about four coaches from Vilnius and Kaunas left this morning at about half past five and we finally made it through the border it took about two hours to get through the border passport checks, fan ID checks just general fannying around checks and we're now stuck at a service station for what? I don't know wasting time um, but yeah, hoping we're going to get onwards very soon because frankly, there's nothing really here to see or do, other than fill your car up. So hopefully we can get to Kaliningrad very soon, and I can give you a feel as to what the game's like, and what the atmosphere's like. There we are, two and a half hours and 150 kilometres later, we finally made it to Kaliningrad uh, after we'd crossed the border on what was quite possibly the the world's worst magical mystery tour on a bus driver who has initially taken us to the ground and decided he didn't want to take us to the ground he's driven away from the ground so we've we've been teased by seeing it Um, and we've now been taken to a park and ride area where we have to get the uh, shuttle buses to and from the uh, to and from the city it was pretty much a flat land coming here, nothing to really see, crossing a few railway lines, being overtaken by cars as we made our way here. It is hot. It's, uh, it's not really ideal weather for wearing a 1980s polyester football shirt. But we have to say we were nearly dropped off by the ground, which from the outside looks like a cruise ship that's arrived, that's docked in, all white and interspersed with uh, blue lines but we'll have a look at that later on 
let's go and have a look to see what the ground, what the, the city's like. Finally made it into Kaliningrad, into the centre. Quick chat with Dan Rowan from the BBC. So uh, yeah, shout out to him. You may have seen us on the uh, on the TV on BBC Sports. Um, but yeah, Kaliningrad. Here we are, squeezed in between Poland and Lithuania along the Baltic coast. The train dropped us off into the the city centre, right outside Victory Square. A couple of beautiful gold topped, gold domed churches. Um, that dominate this square uh, a couple of good photo opportunities around as well plenty of England fans milling around with Belgian fans as well all very good natured lots of flags around Greenford has Preston North End West Ham flags Derby County as well lots of England flags Huddersfield Town I can see as well all dotted around right I'm off to get this first beer that I uh, desperately need So here I am in Kaliningrad in the, uh, this is the tourist information spot and uh, it's where the free lines are being distributed and I've managed to meet up with the Chief Executive of the Football Sporters Federation, it's Kevin Miles, hello there. Hello again. Hello, yeah, we spoke, what was it, about three, four episodes ago? I believe that's right, yeah. How's things been going? Very, very good actually. None of the uh, the worst dire predictions have materialised, so it's been... Again? Again, too new, eh? Uh, as I think we discussed before, um, and you know, everything's been warm. Yeah. You know, from the weather to the welcome, it's been you know really good. Everybody's had a really positive experience, and I think there's probably a lot of people back home now thinking, "Hmm, I wonder if I'm going to review my decision not to go to the World Cup." I think that was being back home myself. Like in the media, they said the increase in requests for fan IDs has increased tenfold. Well, since we've been able to discover. Uh, how easy it can be to get a fan ID to get in the country. Uh, I think it's opened the door for, for a lot of potential people to do or to come out here. Now, it does, that doesn't make the distances any smaller, it doesn't make the flights any cheaper, uh, but it does mean at least as a level playing field, it, it shouldn't be much more tricky. You know, 10 minutes on the computer and you should be able to get a fan ID, which at least allows you the same sort of access to Russia during the tournament that you would have if it was in Germany or France or, or anywhere else. And how was, where did we start? Was it Volgograd? How was that? Volgograd was, uh, was good. It, it was, uh, I mean, very receptive, very welcoming of the, the, the local people. If the, the only downside I think about Volgograd was the nutty flies. Uh, they were all over the place. But uh, if, if that's all you complained about when you go to a World Cup game, then things have gone pretty well. There was none of the horror stories. I think there's a little bit of trepidation. A lot of people we thought, unknown quantity, we've heard how bad it could possibly be. There's probably a proper scare campaign. Uh, and people are maybe a little bit wary, no need for it at all. You've had story after story about how warm people have been, how welcoming, how helpful and hospitable. So it was a really positive experience. And of course, that last minute winner. Yeah, that's right. And the, and the production of the Free Lions, you said to us after those games, you're back to the, back to the drawing board. Been going all right? It's, it's gone okay. So far, so good. Touch wood. I mean, this is the one where there's a real pressure on because we've effectively had to prepare two additions. Right. Uh, one if, in case we got a Rostov and one in case we got a Moscow. So we've got two different editions. Even with the two different edition, editions for the guide material, you've still got the variation about who you could be playing. And of course, we won't know some of that information until tonight. We'll know first of all who the opponents are likely to be. It'll narrow it down from three to two, anyway. Uh, and then we'll find out at the end of the, our game 
where we're going to be and who we're playing. So there's a bit of a scramble at the end of the game to get that done. But the, the printers have been really good. They've, they've produced it and delivered it on time. So fingers crossed we'll keep, keep going like that. Good stuff. And Football Supporters Federation website, if, uh, if someone wants to go there, or, or the best way to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Obviously the website, but then usual social media channels. You know, we've got Twitter and Facebook updates all the time. And if people haven't signed up, there's a free text message service as well. So we put everything out by that as well. So even if you've got your data switched off, you'll still get the text with the important information. Kevin, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, and maybe we'll speak again soon. Yeah, well, anytime between now and the final. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the tournament. Certainly will, mate. Cheers. So I've made my way to the, the FIFA Fan Fest here in Kaliningrad. Absolutely massive area they've got here. It's in one of the, uh, the city squares, sort of cobbled streets or cobbled flooring. Uh, massive screen up ahead of us in the... Uh, all branded out FIFA Fan Fest, red and blue, over uh, stage beneath it. Loads of supporters in here. We've got Belgians, we've got English, there's Colombians. We're actually watching Colombia against Senegal at the moment. Uh, Senegal just being denied a penalty by VAR. Uh, don't tend to be, doesn't seem to be many Russians in here at the moment. I'm guessing maybe they are, uh, maybe they're still at work at the moment or something. Uh, but there's plenty of families in here, there's children, people of all ages, people of all nationalities. There's an FC Cologne shirt I've seen walking around, a New York City shirt. Uh, it really is a World Cup of where everyone can come and enjoy. Uh, but yeah, I've been to plenty of fan fests over my time in, at World Cups and at European Championships. And this one, you're able to get beer as, as you generally can be, but it's, it's just everyone here just having a... Uh, Having a really good time. Okay, and for the Free Lions podcast, uh, I'm actually speaking to a local from Kaliningrad. Um, so, hello to what's your name, sir? My name is Renard. And, and you from Kaliningrad? Yes. What do you think of the World Cup so far? Uh, it's mm, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's surprise from surprise to surprise every match. How, and how about Russia? Are you happy? Uh, Russia have successful uh, to win uh, the first and second match. What? And uh, how do you think you will do against Spain? Uh, Spain win. Oh, really? With, really, uh, with uh, minimal. Uh, oh, it's a close game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One or two goals over. Okay. Well, thank you very much for a great World Cup. Thank you. So we've made our way back to the ground now. Plenty of people all milling around. There's a band here as well. Really is out in the middle of nowhere though. It's a fair walk if you're going to walk to it from the city centre. Oh, I've made it into the vicinity of the ground through the, the outside perimeter where you just scan your ticket, scan your fan ID. Fairly straightforward to be fair. Uh, security is basically put your any bags that you've got through the x-ray machine as you would at a regular airport. Quick pat down, everyone's happy. So with the ground in front of me now, as I said earlier, a big white, almost like a, as I said, a, a boat that's come to dock big screen on the side of it uh, saying Kaliningrad at the moment there's some poles at the top 
uh, in triangular formation and it's got these sort of ridged or ribbed blue lines uh, stepping down from the side of it plenty of people milling around at the moment making their way into the ground still not not really busy at the moment there's drinks kiosks around England fans Belgian fans all getting ready for a game as I make my way into the ground I think this must be my my 10th 11th World Cup game and you just can't beat that thrill of going into a tournament stadium filling up now there's patches of red and yellow Belgian supporters interspersed with white England fans red shirts as well so England have changed their team around a little bit this is the team as per announced teams cancelling out each other um, both teams have changed squads both starting 11 and it just goes to prove that both sides have got that strength in depth uh, but neither really provided much in the way of goal mouth action uh, throughout that first half so we'll look forward to the second half and see if England can do the business in the second half So as we leave the ground, we come out to a 1-0 defeat. Yanazai with the goal. It's the last game for this ground here in Kaliningrad. They're going to leave it to, I guess, sink into itself as this place is supposed to be sinking down. We can still go on. We can still go on. We can get to the, uh, we can get to the quarterfinals. We'll play Colombia in the round of 16. Belgium will go on to play Japan. Both games, to be honest, are, are pretty much winnable for both teams. But we're going to make our way back to a long, long coach journey. And back to Lithuania. 
So now, in the cold light of day, after losing to Belgium, is losing and coming second so bad? We now know the full line-up for the round of 16 matches. We're going to play Colombia on Tuesday the 3rd of July in Moscow with a potential quarter-final against Sweden or Switzerland and a potential semi against Spain, Russia, Croatia or Denmark. Don't know, has this worked in our favour? Now those other round of 16 ties include uh, France against Argentina. I can see France passing Argentina. I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. Uruguay against Portugal. I think probably the toughest tie to, tie to call could, in my opinion, go either way. Spain against Russia. I think you'd expect Spain to knock the hosts out there. Croatia against Denmark. I actually like what I've seen from the Croats and I think they could be a dark horse for this tournament. Brazil against Mexico. You'd expect Brazil to win but this tournament has already thrown up some surprises so who knows. Just imagine if Brazil were to go out. Sweden against Switzerland. Again, could be tough but I fancy the Swedes. Both I think are actually beatable should it come to us meeting them in the quarters. And Belgium against Japan. You've got to fancy Belgium, even with the second string side that they put out against us. They're going to be too strong for Japan. So I've managed to find a couple of England fans following the game yesterday. Hello. I thought the um, th I thought that Gareth Southgate went and uh, changed more players than he should have done. Never thought he was going to change eight players, which disappointed us. It was a very poor game as a result of doing so. Obviously, you will put all the others back in and let's hope they continue the way they were playing for the Columbia game. Yeah, Chris Lippman from Billerica Essex, uh, West Ham fan. Um, obviously, went to the game last night. Felt, I think, it maybe rested a few too many players. Um, can't read too much into it. Um, if Rashford scores his chance, then obviously it's one all different game. Finish top of the group. Um, obviously, now going through Columbia, I'm worried about Columbia, but if you beat them, you then look at the run we got to the final, obviously, uh, well, that's Sweden, Switzerland, you would have taken that before the, uh, before the tournament. So yeah, hopefully beat Columbia Tuesday and we'll go all the way, but who knows. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Check out the Classic Football Shirts HQ at The Box in Hackney, screening every World Cup match with a pop-up shop, World Cup artwork and a small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of June. Tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through Eventbrite. Just search Classic Football Shirts London. Right, unfortunately, the other day, whilst I was in Kaliningrad, we didn't get the opportunity to team up with CJ. Uh, whilst I'm back here in the uh, in sunny sunny Hertfordshire, CJ, you're still out in Russia. Yeah, that's right. Where I are you? Russell. Where I'm else are you now? I'm currently on the main stretch on the way up to Red Square. Okay, so you're in Moscow. I am. Yeah. Okay, so well, let's go back to let's go back to Belgium. Um, what did you make of it? Frustrating. However, I think even those that were out there and are the most 
you know, that could be the most frustrated about it. So, oh, I've turned up here. He's changed the team. Well, so did Belgium. You know, yep. to be fair, they won. But we looked, I, I think, if anything, we looked more like we wanted to win more than them. Um, which, you know, but I think in the end, if Southgate really wanted to win that game, 100% thought we have to win this game, he would have bought Harry Kane on. And he he didn't, and that that's how we have got to look at it. But we've got to respect Southgate for what he's done. He's done there. He tried Trent Alexander Arnold. Trent Alexander Arnold. He he didn't set the world alight. And I no. think maybe we can look at that and say, well, maybe he needs a few a few games in the under twenty ones, get a bit of experience at that level, maybe. Um, he you know he tried Vardy. It didn't work a hundred percent, I don't think. But then he tried Danny Rose, and I think now because of that. We've got to play Danny Rose now in every game from now on. I think he. So, if we go towards the end of the tournament, we win it, and Danny and we keep the same team from the first two games, but have Danny Rose at left back, and he puts in some blinding balls that Harry Kane nods in. You've got to say it was a. It, it, the experiment was the experiment was successful the other night. Uh, we might have lost on the night, but it's actually been a good long-term um, investment, so to speak. Gotcha. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. With with regards to Vardy, I I, I was kind of frustrated, uh, not sort of with him, but for him as well. We just weren't threading the boot. We weren't feeding him really enough, were we? We weren't. I I feel for him. I think what a story. You know, coming. It's not necessarily rags to riches, is it? But you know, he, he what. But still, you've got to you've got to look at him and think he's at that the age he is coming through the team like he has in the last three to four years, winning the Premier League and then going to a Euros and a World Cup with England. Mm. What a story. However, I think, well, I was watching him and I was thinking, is this going to be his last game for England? I know he's had some good performances in the, in the meantime, but I'm going back to, I look back at Amsterdam and I don't think he actually touched the ball in the half an hour he's on the pitch. And that day, Holland were terrible. They were awful. And he didn't touch the ball once, I believe. So I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, this has been coming for quite some time. I like the guy, but is it time for us to kind of move on from, the, from, the, from Jamie Vardy? Right. Yeah. I'll tell you who did, really did impress me um, at points, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. The way he picked the ball up and he moved forwards uh, towards the goal, he, he just looked strong um, from the vantage point that I have. Uh, that I had, um, you could just see his strength, his height, his build, and the way that he could just walk past, just brush past um, the opposition. Yeah, I mean, I tell you something. I was on um, the Lions Den doing a FaceTime call with him um, when I was outside Volgograd Airport. So it's what? Oh, I missed like, that. A week, a week to ten days ago, something like that. And I was, I was telling him there that wait, I, rem- I remember the first time I ever saw him play. I mean, I'm a Coventry fan. Um, I, I go to random neutral games sometimes. I went to the bridge and watched uh, Chelsea play. I can't remember who it was in the Champions League a few years ago. It was one of his f- first, like, real first team opportunities. They won 4 0. And he, I was watching him, and me and my mate were talking, and we were trying to work out who he actually reminded us of. And I, to- I told him on this FaceTime call, Ruben, we realise you look like you look like a young Zidane. The way how you control the ball, the way out, the way out every single player, every time you got the ball, immediately went forwards because they knew that's where it was going. The way how the opposition knew that the only way how you are going to be stopped from going forwards is is by is by fouling you, and he, that, that's that's been the case a lot recently. Um, 
the end of the day, he's still just he's still just a kid, really. But he's had a brilliant season with Palace. A lot's made about Wilfred Zaha. A lot's made about Roy Hodgson. But my my word, what what Loftus Cheek has done for Palace this season? I don't think they would have stayed up without him in their team. And that, you know, there's there's the three key men for that. And I think it's Zaha, Loftus Cheek, and Hodgson. Loftus Cheek, though, I've been so impressed with him, and I I want him in our team every single time now. For the next for the next ten years, let's just go. Let's just keep him in that side. Let's build the team around him. That's what we need to be doing. He needs to be part of that spine, doesn't he? Definitely. So you're you're now in Moscow. Have you got your ticket for Colombia? Yeah, we. we I think we've got to pick it up the day before, I believe, from the ticket okay. centre. That you don't have vouchers anymore. You just have like um, you, you just show your fan ID, your passport, I think, and. They print it off on this machine, which, uh, to be honest, I was a little bit like, obviously it is, I can see why people would be excited when they get the tickets well, for the group stages, but I was hoping that I'd have to pick them up. So it's just one less thing to lose. Right. <laughs> you know, when you're, um, when you're on the way out to a tournament and carrying around three, three tickets with you, you don't really want to be doing that. So for the, for the upcoming games, I'm quite pleased. All, you know, the next four upcoming games that England will be playing in, that we, you know, we, we're going to be um, picking up tickets on the day or the day before. And it's a, just a hell of a lot easier, I think. That's well, well organised from FIFA's point of view, that, that is. Have you seen or spoken to any Colombian fans? They, I think everybody that's been out here, it doesn't matter what game they've been to, they spoke to some Colombians. Because Colombians, they are absolutely everywhere. We were speaking to, um, we were speaking to a guy from FIFA um, in the FIFA centre the other day about um, the possibility of getting some tickets for a friend of ours, um, getting some transferred into his name. Mm. And he said, wait until the 29th, which is uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah, and he, sorry, I'll lo- you lose through all track of time in these tournaments, don't you? You don't know what day it is, let alone what Tell day it is. Tell me about it. And, yeah, and, um, yeah, and th- they, he said, it's all dependent on what happens in the next few days because what happens with the Germans, what happens with the Colombians and what happens with the um, Argentinians because all three of them have brought so many fans with them that all the conditional tickets will obviously go back to FIFA. And that says a lot about those three countries. Germany, they were dreading any of those three teams going out. Um, so obviously one of them did, but Colombia, one of those big three, they did not want to go home because at the end of the day, so many tickets would be handed back and it's a headache of selling them again and refunding all those Colombians for the conditional tickets. It's just something they didn't want to do that early. Um, but so they're absolutely everywhere. We've spoken to them. They're brilliant. That they, they come over and buy you drinks. But same as most people at this tournament, really. I mean, we've been buying randomers drinks. They've been, you know, randomers have been walking up to us and buying us drinks. It's, it's, just, it's just how it's been at this tournament. I mean, I'm looking at a, um, a Colombian at the moment. You might be able to hear him with a tambourine. Oh, is that him? It is a little bit annoying, I must say. Um, <laughs> but he's dancing around with a Brazilian uh, guy at the moment, and they're, um, yeah, they're, it's pretty entertaining, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, they, like I said, the Colombians are everywhere. Great bunch, always making loads of noise. Um, I'm just pleased that we're um, we're not in a hotel next door to them. That's the only thing that I can say. Well, I, to be honest, I've been let down by a Colombian. I was going to have a chat with a Colombian, um, and I've been let down by one. So I'm going to have to make up some facts uh, by myself. Uh, for that one, unless your man with the tambourine wants to have a quick word, but so, so what's your name? My name is Nicholas. This is Nicholas and Andreas. Andreas, Nicholas, oh, and, a... so go Nicholas ahead, and Andreas, how are you? How are you? 
Very good, thank you. Listen, this is the, the Three Lions podcast. Um, we speak, we've spoken to Tunisians ahead of the Tunisia game. Uh, we've spoken to a Belgian and we've spoken to a Panamanian. And now you are the lucky people, you're the Colombians. I'd like to hear, um, just quickly, tell us about Colombia, tell us about your experience at the World Cup and tell us about the, the game coming up against England. What are your thoughts? Okay, uh... Well, basically, being in the World Cup, uh, qualifying is an extra, uh, the best experience ever. Being able to be in the World Cup and, and see it in the stadium live, is, there's no words to describe it. Uh, we're very happy we qualified. We qualified first after losing the first game. So it's, uh, we're, going, we're climbing uphill. Uh, we're, lo we're looking forward to for this match. I think uh, that's the match that scares me the most. Uh, hopefully, uh, Colombia will have a good game. Unfortunately... I, I, I normally I like England, but my heart is with Colombia. I hope we're gonna get a great result, and from there, I think it's Uganda's gonna be the hardest team until the, the semis. I would say you guys are the hard the team to beat. If you if you don't beat us, if you beat us, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be the ones making to the semis. So, how did you have you been out there for the whole tournament? Uh, no, no. So we, we came to, uh, to the World Cup. We came up to the second game. So we watched uh, Japan. We watched uh, Poland, and we watched Senegal. So, how did you feel after that first game against Japan? Especially after what was it? Three minutes when you had a, a man sent off. Were your heads in your hands? Oh, it was really uh, difficult when, when you start losing a ten game in a World Cup match, uh, losing one zero. It's really hard to come back. And I was, and we were really afraid that the team was not going to have the, the the mental fitness to be able to to overcome that situation. I think that uh, I think the coach has done a great job getting people again to believe in the team, to to, uh, get, to merge around it. Uh, when the only one that we have fear is uh, James Rodriguez, which right now is injured. Uh, it's a different team playing with James than without James. Uh, hopefully, we'll see what the, the coach is going to be able to make for for next match but you you are both confident are you we're hopeful and yeah, just definitely we are hopeful yeah. cool just just tell us about um the the ex, the the experience back in colombia here in england we had lots of media um saying that it, it would be a dangerous place to go to russia how was it in colombia in the media no i think in the, in the media everything is it's okay. Um, we don't have any problem. Um, um, we are really comfortable here in in Russia. Um, I think the 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 fan the fanatic uh, in Colombia they are following us. They are supporting the the national teams, and I think we are gonna have a really really good good game against England. Uh guys, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for your time there. And is it who's got the tambourine? Who is it with the tambourine? Uh, the, the tambourine is a Brazilian guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brazilians making player. all the noise. <laughs> Guys, remind me of your names again. Andres. Nicholas. Andres and Nicholas from Colombia. Thank you very much for your time uh, and for being part of the Three Lions podcast. And okay. let, me, let me tell you, tomorrow, uh, Colombia is going to win. <laughs> Maybe one zero, half zero. I don't know, but we have to win. <laughs> no, great stuff. Thank you very much, and good luck. Great. Enjoy Thanks your stay. Good luck with you guys. Yeah. Uh, good luck. I'm gonna say where the best team wins. Um, 
Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go on, give us a quick prediction. Um, well, um, I, I think... I think we'll win, but I think we'll do it in the extra 30 minutes. I Going think it'll be time. a draw. I think, I think the draw's the way to go. Um, mm. And I think then we'll, we'll win in, we'll win in uh, extra time. Okay, and this is on, this is going to be a game on Tuesday. Uh, and is this in the, it's not in the Luzhniki, is it? It's in the Spartak. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've, we've been actually pretty lucky now because we are Moscow, uh, Samara, uh, Moscow, Moscow. Now, um, all you know, through to the final. Obviously, third place would be in Saint Petersburg, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind because Saint Petersburg. I really want to go there, and I, to be honest, I don't think we're going to get the chance to go there unless we play there. Um, obviously, I'd rather, I'd rather not go there in that respect and see us, you know, get through to the final, win, win in the final. But let's just see. Let's just yeah. see, Russell. As you can see, I'm being very positive at the moment. Yeah, yeah. St. Petersburg will always be there. You can go there in however many years' time. When, when Coventry get to the Champions League and play Zenit, then uh, that'll be your time. Yeah, that, that will be, yeah. And um, on the, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take Kelly Brook with me as well, yeah. And we'll 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 go. We won't go. We won't fly on a plane. We'll fly on a pig. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll let her know for you. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> uh, CJ, we will speak to you again after Columbia, if that's all right with you. Yeah. No problem. Nice one. Thank you for that. Cheers. Now, if England through to the round of 16 and the potential of going further in the competition, many of you will have had that thought of getting out to Russia to experience the tournament for yourself. Now, I've been contacted by the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, or the FCO, to reiterate their Be On The Ball campaign, which aims to encourage travelling football fans to prepare for their trip accordingly. Uh, you can see all the tips by searching Be On The Ball, uh, or on social media feeds on facebook.com forward slash FCO travel and twitter.com forward slash FCO travel. General tips include be aware of how much alcohol you're taking on board, especially in and around the stadium and the fan zones, where they can actually refuse you entry if you appear to be intoxicated or disorderly. Host cities too, where in some places the sale of alcohol is restricted between various overnight hours. Now, I'm no vodka fan, but if you are drinking Russia's finest, do make sure it is the real deal. Uh, beware of counterfeited spirit. Fakes apparently have white particles or sediment in them. Be wary of unusual brand names and never drink alcohol that tastes or smells bad. Common sense, really. Counterfeit alcohol may contain cleaning fluids, nail polish remover and antifreeze ingredients. Yes, I know. Uh, which can cause nausea, vomiting, and, and basically, well, send you to hospital in an unfit state. You've probably also noticed by the television coverage that it is pretty hot out there too in places. Be sensible, hydrate, plenty of water. If you do encounter any issues that may need the emergency services, dial 103 from a mobile or 03 from any landline in Russia for an ambulance. Dialing 112 will get you to the emergency services. Now, the vast majority of fans will enjoy the tournament without incident. However, if you are in Russia and you need emergency help from the UK government, for example, if you lose your passport, call plus seven 
495 956 7200. Don't forget, if you intend to see a game, you will require a fan ID, which will need to be applied for, as this acts as your multi-entry and exit visa to Russia. This and further information, visit www.gov.uk forward slash foreign dash travel dash advice forward slash Russia. Ryanair finally got me back, despite being delayed because one of their uh, cabin crew were late. Yes, I know. <laughs> anyway, it's been a long, long day. Coach Journey from Kaliningrad dropped us back in Kaunas at 6.30am, uh, literally 24 hours since we left. Hello, if you were on Coach 4 or any other of those coaches that doing, were doing that route. Good to make some friends and put faces to names in some cases. Thank you very much for your patience on this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it and it's given you a flavour of what it's been like out here. For my sins, I'll try and get another one out after the Columbia game, where hopefully we'll be looking forward to a quarter-final against either Switzerland or Sweden and not looking at another knockout defeat. Thank you very much to Classic Shirts for their support of this podcast whilst England are in the World Cup. You can find them on Twitter at classic shirts please feel free to subscribe and like the podcast on your chosen platform that would be much appreciated and quickly before i leave you one of our bloggers headlines englandfootball.org says bittersweet defeat for southgate subs we'll speak again soon i'll catch you then looking for somewhere to watch the game check out the classic football shirts hq at the box in hackney screening every world cup match with a pop-up shop world cup artwork and small shirt display from the 14th to the 24th of june tickets for guaranteed entry can be bought through eventbrite just search classic football shirts london